0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the You're Still Out Golf Podcast. I'm your host, JT. Some of you may have noticed, others did not, which is perfectly fine. We took last week off, no podcast, as I was uh, traveling abroad, experiencing more of what the golf world has to offer. We'll get to that, I'm sure, at some point in the next few weeks via a recap of the awesome golf trip to Scotland uh, that I took with A few of our mates from here stateside appreciate all of our listeners being patient while we took a couple of weeks off, and now we're back in the saddle on one of the best weeks of the year, if not the best week of the year. It is UK-British Open time. Yes, the Open Championship is this week at Royal Liverpool. Uh, Excited to get that kicked off. This Thursday, I uh, want to bring in uh, my co-host for this episode, uh, Mikhaila Derenzo-Mick. It's, uh, it's been a little while since I've seen you. Uh, great to be in the same room here at our home away from home, Lincoln Park. How are you this morning?
1: Hello, hello. I am good. Good to be back.
0: At some point, don't know if it's this pod or not, we, we got to get into the to the WOGA season. I know the match play is coming up. I know you've been uh, been grinding, getting ready for that uh, up, at, uh, up at your old stomping grounds, Ponca City Country Club. I know. I I'm,
1: I'm exceedingly excited for a return to Ponca City.
0: I mean, very, very similar to the the PGA Tour. The home game models will be absolutely popping off uh, for Mick as she as she tees it up. In the match play event uh, there for the, the WOGA State Championship, uh, our guest today, uh, Karen Harris. Karen, member of the St. Andrews. Golf Club, kind of HQ'd right there off the 18th fairway of the old course, connected with Kieran while we were uh, across the pond, uh, just a top bloke. We're going to bring him in here shortly. Before I do, it is a major week, which can only mean one thing. It is a first-round Thursday at Chalk Sports. Bit of a different uh, go this round, as coverage will kind of conclude before happy hour time frame. So we'd ask you to come join us for lunch to watch the tail end of coverage on Thursday, along with uh, commenting on our first round Thursday's tweet, again, with who you think will be leading after round one at Royal Liverpool. If you show up for lunch, you make that tweet, and you select the winner, you will win a $100 gift card to Chalk Sports. Thanks to a great, great major season uh, there at Chalk. We appreciate their continued support of the you Still Out podcast. Chalk Sports. Sports, service, and smiles. Karen, gotta ask you, what's the weather like across the pond today? Uh, there, and I assume you're in your home office there in St. Andrews.
2: Yeah, hi. Thanks for having me. Um, you, you, um, you guys absolutely got the best week. You know, summer has been a gone um, this, the last like, ten days or so since um, since you left town. Pretty much to the day, it's been a uh, yeah drizzly, grey, and um, yeah, I just walked home in the rain, but. You know that's that's all part of um, that's all part of living in Scotland. You know, gotta be, got be prepared for uh, four seasons in a day.
0: Uh, we did experience a little bit of that, but you're right. Tremendous stretch of weather the uh, the week we were there. Uh, our guide Hop, kept saying how lucky we were, and I kept reminding him we we kind of paid for that luck, paying premium prices during peak season. Uh, but uh, I will say, we were very blessed by good weather. Kieran, we're going to get into it uh, pretty deep here. I uh, want to tell – I don't even know if I've had the chance to tell, tell Makayla. Kieran and I had the opportunity to meet through our mutual friend, Cody Fisher. Um, Kieran, there, again, I said a member of the St. Andrews Golf Club. Got to sit down for a pint at the world-famous Jigger Inn, and then uh, Kieran was nice enough to tour us around St. Andrews. So that's the connection here.
1: Yeah, I want to hear more about the Scotland trip before we get into any anything Open Championship
0: Oh, uh, okay. Well, so like I said, we will do a full on, you know, probably multi, could be a two-part podcast, to be honest with you, recapping uh, J-Hop's kind of first week before I got uh, connected with him and then our and then our time together.
1: Maybe just a couple of highlights. Yeah, there.
0: so I think the highlight was absolutely, man, that's uh, I think the default is getting on the old course was was pretty phenomenal. I think another highlight, the aforementioned tour of the St. Andrews, a golf club where Kieran was nice enough to to show us around those digs. Uh, I will say something that percolated and has come to fruition um, since I was over there is my realization that playing golf from sub six thousand yards tee boxes is absolutely delightful. I had more fun than I've ever had on a golf course initially being, quote-unquote, forced to play from less than 6,000. A few of the courses, like the back tees, were fifty five, fifty seven hundred 5,700 yards. Uh, I, I've got to shout out Kieran's spot at Crail. That was one of those places. We played it as a par 67. Uh, so much so, and I teased this out on Twitter, New Year's resolution. I guess it's not New Year's because it's not January. Now Year's resolution. The rest of 2023, and I want you. I want both of your reactions. I'm glad you brought this up. I want both of your reactions to this. My now year's resolution is the rest of 2023, I'm playing golf from sub-6,000 yards every single round <laughs> that I am either setting up or sanctioning. Your thoughts?
1: It's fun. I mean, it's fun to make birdies. But I assume that they're shorter like that because of the elements, right?
0: You know, I don't. maybe Kieran can speak to that. I think that part of it is property. I mean, the amount of property that's there is kind of finite, and so it's like uh, the way it was in you know, 1682 or whatever some of these courses were put together. Right. Uh, but I, regardless, I loved it, and I just thought, why am I not doing this all the time? I have the most fun when I'm out there, you know, being able to hit irons off the tee, being able to actually think about can I carry this bunker, etc. cetera. So uh, there you go. Kieran, what are your thoughts on, on my, uh, my now year's resolution of, of sub-6,000?
2: Yeah, I, th- I think it's the way forward. Um, you know, my, my heart's always been at that Crail. You know, that course has been around for um, well hundreds of years, um, and so yeah, it's never going to be long because of um, because of the the land and the um, you know the um, his, history of the course. But um, you know, I think from my point of view, I love nothing more than um, going out on a summer's evening and um, taking my old um, my my fellow, my dad's clubs. Um, you know, which he got in the I don't know late eighties. Um, you know, beautiful set of max flight blades, um, you know, just get on the front tees and take the dog with me and just put her around. Yeah. And if you can't enjoy that, then you, you know, you're playing the wrong game, you know, sure. You know, it's, it's fun to uh, get on the bag tips and, you know, get out the, uh, get out the big, big driver and, you know, try and smash it as far as you can. But, you know, I, I, I have more fun with my old, um, my old blades and walking around with the dog than, um, yeah, than, than anything else.
0: Well, again, I'm springing this on everybody right? Because, you know, I play a lot of golf. I play golf with a lot of people. I certainly am not putting my new set of values on anybody else. Feel free, folks. Play the back tees, the men's tees, the forward tees, the kids' tees. Play whatever tees you want to play. I'm just staking my claim for the rest of 2023. Why not have more fun? My, my guy, DJ Pihowski from No Laying Up, he always says, once we start making too many birdies and having too much fun, we'll move back.
1: I got to say one more thing on this subject. I actually get to experience this, and I didn't think about it from, like, a men's perspective, but in competition, women's golf, we play, like, the men's forward tee. So, like, we're going to say about 6,000 yards. Obviously, LPGA extends to, like, 6,600 yards. Right. Um, Sometimes in your state and local amateur events, you'll get as low as 58. But, like, a normal women's forward tee is, like, Forty-seven hundred yards to fifty-two, fifty-three hundred yards. So I get to actually have a little bit of this variation unknowingly. And so I went and played golf last week, two weeks ago, in St. Louis with, a, and I had another lady in the group, and she wanted to play the women's forward tees. And I went out and I got to shoot sixty-four. And I, no, I'm not always going to shoot sixty-four from the forty-eight hundred right, right. yards, but it was really fun. Yeah,
0: and that's the thing is short does not equal easy. No. In fact, there were many times when we were playing Lynx golf that um, it almost made it a little bit more challenging, certainly from the way you have to think off the tee box. It's not as simple as, oh, I'm just going to hit my driver everywhere. It's because driver now brings all sorts of badness into play. It's like, let me hit an iron here, still have a wedge shot in. Didn't intend to get into that, but I always love a tangent. So, yes, the sub-6,000, the sub-six revolution may be upon us. Kieran, before we start in on the Open Championship, uh, and we like to joke across uh, the pond over here that, uh, you know, you across uh, in Merio, England, in the U.K., like to be very sanctified around it, calling it the Open Championship. So, you know, the U.K. British Open presented by His Majesty the King is kind of what, the, the, what I go with but how do i want to start with a hot take here how do brits slash scots feel about places like renaissance kings Barnes, etc we're just coming off the scottish open you know many folks here may think that that is links golf maybe the renaissance club kings Barnes, are a bit inauthentic what are what are brits and scots feelings about that versus playing championships at you know true links tests oh, so
2: it's, it's an interesting one i suppose um Obviously, from my accent, you can tell I'm I'm from south of the uh, south of the border. So I'm English, not not actually Scottish. But my heart's always been in in Scotland because I, you know I, I love the old traditional cradles. My favourite course is Cruden Bay. Um, you know anything that's got old Tom associated with it is um, is where my where where my heart is. But I guess probably yeah, 95% of people who play golf in the UK don't play golf on Lynx links courses and probably haven't ever played. Golf on, on on a true links course um yeah so you know I think probably most people um you yeah, wouldn't be that that bothered um uh, about kind of the difference between the two um but you know given the chance to go and play someone like King's Barnes or or, or um yeah, or, or someone like Dunbarney or somewhere like that you know people are gonna people are gonna jump at it um you know, for uh, an old curmudgeon like me or loves anything old Tom related you know we might kind of sort of see something like, um, yeah, something like King's Barns as, or the Castle Course maybe in St. Andrews is pandering to uh, you guys over the pond a bit too much. Um, but do you know what? If you can't go out and enjoy a round-round somewhere like Dunbarney or King's Barns, then, you know, golf's probably not for you. Um, you know, so, uh, yeah, I think, um, as I said, my favourite course is Crude and Play. Um, uh, I'm a member at, at Quail. I love playing around St. Andrews, but you know, what if someone gave me the chance to go and hit a ball around Dunbarney, I mean, um, you know, every day for the next week, I'd bite the hand off and go and play it because it's, it's a lot of fun. Another point, I suppose, you know, somewhere like Dunbarney, you know, you've got, I can't remember how many tees, they've got maybe four or five different tees, um, you know, so you can, you know, go and play 36 holes there in a the day. Um, you know, you can play the morning off the off the backs if you're really, if you're really up for it, but then, you know, you, you'll probably go off the front um, tees in the afternoon and have just as much fun.
0: Well said. Well said. I think that, to your point, I would associate a high-end experience of a King's Barns, a castle, to, to kind of the abandoned dunes or even the pebble beaches of the world over here. Just spectacular setting. Yeah, it costs you an arm and a leg, but uh, nobody's going to turn down the opportunity if given uh, if given such. Uh, but you're right. The, the Crails of the world, the Ely's of the world, we'll get into all that on our Trip recap, uh, really just capture your heart and your imagination where uh, some of these other places can feel a bit uh, bit inauthentic. Uh, but I digress. We're at a very authentic, very old school, very historical place this week for the Open Championship. That would be Royal Liverpool. Mick, I want to give the listeners a little bit of kind of open championship facts, if you will. So I know we both prepared a couple each, and I think we just play a little alt-shot match and and throw some things at our listener. Uh, How about this? The first open championship was played in 1860 at Prestwick Golf Club. I believe 12-hole Prestwick Golf Club at the time, which, again, that's another block of mine, less than 18 holes. So there's my first one. What do you got?
1: The winner of the Open Championship receives the Claret Jug.
0: Very good. I think a lot of uh, listeners and a lot of golf fans, probably the most famous golf trophy out there, maybe one of the most famous sports trophies in general. My next fact, Royal Liverpool. I've said that a few times already on the pod. Commonly referred to as Hoylake. So on the broadcast, you're going to hear Hoylake a lot this, uh, this week. That is the name of the town that Royal Liverpool resides in. Yeah, this was
1: confusing to me because I was listening to some coverage, and I heard Royal Liverpool and then Hoylake, and I thought they were talking about two different places, and I was like, what is going on? Where is it actually at? And then I realized.
0: There you have it. Yeah. There you have it. What do you got next?
1: The Open has been contested 12 times before at Royal Liverpool. Oh, very nice. A.K.A. Hoylake. Um, It's part of the Rota that – the yeah, nine courses,
0: the I feel like there are nine courses in the road in now that Mirrorfield's uh, back out. in the good graces. No, oh. no I think they're back. Oh, it's back, okay. Yeah, because you can go play now and okay. you can be a member, so you're cool. And then, and then they're cool.
1: One of them's out because of the owner. Yeah,
0: yeah. big T, <laughs> DJT. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, how many winners, past winners of uh, Opens, Open Championship at Royal Liverpool, can you name?
0: I'll oh, just go ahead and throw in a quiz oh, question. Yeah. Pop, pop
1: quiz, JT.
0: I I can assure you I don't know all twelve. Uh, maybe maybe Kieran can help me with this. Well, I remember the last. I mean the last couple are easy because it's Rory and Tiger. I think Bobby Jones won there. I think Walter Hagen won there. I mean there's been definitely one in between there. Um, that may be the extent of my so, so Rory and fourteen, Tiger and 06. It had been a long time since it had been there before before the cat. So uh, Gary Player,
1: maybe I don't think okay. that was one. I looked at the list. You cheated. Uh, well, okay. I I'm asking the question. Yeah, I guess so. so.
0: Okay, so okay. again, Rory, Tiger, Walter Hagen, Bobby Jones, and then I'm sure maybe like, a eight, Harry
1: Varden, maybe eight a,
0: guys that I haven't heard of, or a something.
1: cousin of Tom, old Tom Morris. well Now you got it.
0: Now you got to lay it on us. I don't so. have. <laughs> oh, you don't have it. No. Oh, okay. Well, we'll we'll effort that for later yeah. in the podcast. Um, <laughs> You just, you just assumed that I would rattle them all off.
1: Yeah, for um, the curious minds out there. Yeah, I,
0: Kieran, any any others that you know for sure that won there uh,
1: well, at well, I, can
2: give, I, can give, I can give you one, but um, well, in fact, I, I can give you two. Um, the one I know of is Roberto Vincenzo, because ah, he's got a yes. very cool name. I think he was, I think he was Argentinian. Yeah, um, and I
1: think he's a master. But the one that one um,
2: I know just
0: um, oh, Peter. Know, what about Peter you know, Thompson? Um, Peter Thompson. Peter professor.
2: Thompson.
0: Yes. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. I I, I wanted to get that in before you said it because I probably all of our English listeners would just crush me. or see Australian? Either way, great great Open champion.
2: Yeah, Peter Thomson was Australian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the one I, I know, um, and I'll give you the kind of family link to this in a minute, is Harold Hilton, um, and he, he I think I think he won like the amateur. Well, I could be wrong, but I think he won the amateur there as well, um, and then won the Open there, um, like in the I don't know late eighteen hundreds. Um, but the only reason that sticks in my mind is my um, my father-in-law lives in a place called Cuden Cuden Beach which is where Harold went and retired to which is right on the south coast of, of England um, and I happened to play it's a beautiful little traditional linksy type course um, down on the south coast of England and um, I just happened to go and play there one day when my we were down there with a family and, and I saw his um, name up on the wall so that sticks in my, in my mind that, that's the only two. I know
0: very cool very cool uh, okay, well, while you guys were chatting, I have the list. For those who are interested, 1897, the aforementioned Harold Hilton wins as an amateur. 1902, Scotsman Sandy Hurd. 1907, Arnaud Massey. 1913, Englishman J.H. Taylor. Absolutely a hitter in the early 1900s. He cleaned house. 24, Walter Hagen. 30, Bobby Jones as an amateur. 1936, how could we get... How could we forget Alf Pagdham, 47, Fred Daly, 56, Peter Thompson, 67, Roberto De Vicenzo, 2006, Tiger Woods, 2014, Rory McIlroy. There you have it, a few open championship facts. Talking about the course, it's going to play to a par 72 this week, around 7,300 yards. A little bit of an alternate routing, Mick, for the for the open. The first becomes the third. The 16th becomes the 18th. I guess basically they start on the 17th hole and finish on the 16th hole, if you want to look at it as almost like a shotgun start in terms of the whole layout. Kind of interesting about Royal Liverpool, a lot of internal OB, just like seemingly random. Like if you hit it over here, you have a massive penalty. Uh, I believe the third hole and the 18th hole as it will play ones that are of note there. And then at doing my research, and I don't know if you found this, it's a course that unlike a lot of courses on the open road, which may get a little bit of a tweak here and there, there's been a lot of changes to the course at Hoy Lake. Uh, most notably this year, a brand-new 17th hole that literally wasn't in existence back in uh, 2014 when they last played. So uh, so look out for that uh, coming up on late Sunday afternoon. It looks like a great setting for the 17th hole, kind of hard against the ocean, bunkers everywhere, sunset in the British Isles should be spectacular. First question, guys, what is your biggest storyline going into the 151st Open Championship? Kieran, I'm starting with you.
2: Wow. I think I'm a massive Rory fan. Um, I know my son Rory, so thank you very much. I love Rory. Um, But, you know, obviously he won the Scottish yesterday, which was Pretty fantastic in its in itself, um, but then obviously you look back to this time last year, um, him and Cam Smith, and Cam Smith won recently in in England as well. So you know both of those two guys coming off the um, off wins in their last um, last uh, tournaments is going to be uh, it's pretty pretty special. So um, I'm rooting for Rory, obviously, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think those two are going to have a another
0: good. Wow, Kyle, I can tell from your reaction that uh, that might have been your biggest storyline as well. So, either- luckily,
1: I prepared a second <laughs> because I thought that that Sorry. might happen because it's hard to dispute Rory being the not being the top storyline of the week given his you know recent win at the Scottish. So, my second big storyline that I'm excited about, I like I like Ricky. Um, he's still in the camp category of one of the best players with no major. Indeed. Um, He's tied for second at Hoylake back in 2014, so maybe a good horse for the course, um, you know. And he's been playing good; he's been playing really good golf. So um, I think that's a good storyline. That was that was my second choice. Obviously, Rory was my first. So, uh,
0: yeah, I would second both of those things in terms of uh, not only Rory, but you're right, Karen. The Rory versus Cam kind of part two. I would love, love to get that on Sunday afternoon like we did at the old course last year and then ricky fowler being a storyline going into a major is something maybe we didn't think we would say any longer given his struggles over the past several years uh before i get my biggest storyline Kieran, what are what are folks um in the uk what, what is their take on ricky is it uh kind of like you know all hat no cattle is it um as endearing as he seems to be a over here, what what is the uh, what is the Brit's take on, on on Ricky Fowler?
2: Actually, before I forget, I was just gonna say that I think it's actually a par seventy one. The Open. Oh, is it? Okay. I think they've changed. I think they changed the tenth. It used to be a par five. I think it's now a par four. A long par four, Um which would be good good hole. I think people. <laughs> Ricky's like the American Tommy Fleetwood, right? You know that everybody loves him. Um, you know, you can't root against Ricky. You know, if he was if he was up there, you'd want him to do well. But you just know he's going to break your heart. You know, and um, I think Tommy's the sort of the same this week. You know, because he's in his he's in his home home kind of town in in a sense, his home area. Um, you know, so everyone would want him to to win, but he's going to break your heart. And so, um, I think, yeah, Ricky's Ricky's the same. You know, I. I I've loved seeing him come back, um, you know, and, and um, it's, it's great to see him playing good golf. And um, I, I really would love to see him win, but uh, I'm not going to put any money on him.
0: Yeah, that would normally be a losing proposition uh, when it came to the uh, to the wagering side of it. Uh, you kind of you kind of stole my horse for course. I was going to go in our next section and talk about Fleetwood, and I will. But before I do that, I think it can't be ignored. Uh, biggest storyline going into the Open Championship is sort of this disarray that the world of golf is in, and I'm going to take the spin on it that it almost cements what I feel like I've been saying for quite some time, that the majors are the only thing that matters. They'll be the only thing that matters going forward, and um, I think that to have all of this transpire you know, in the lead-up to the Open Championship where golf was you know, really created and links golf to most people is is true golf Uh, it's just kind of a nice juxtaposition against all the the stupidness that's going on it kind
1: of quiets the noise a little bit because now we're focused on the open championship the purity of it the history of it and maybe ignoring some of the drama that's going on right now
0: (laughs) yeah it's kind of like we're turning off the uh the tmz here and we're focusing on more of the uh the pbs um, <laughs> version of entertainment. So let's get to contenders. Obviously, it's fun to prognosticate who's going to play well, and eventually we'll ask who's going to actually win in our estimations. But I, I do want to stick with Fleetwood. What, what are, his, um, again, additional impressions? It seems like he continues to fall short, not only in his career on the major championship front, obviously has yet to um, to bag a PGA Tour victory, which... I think a lot of folks are looking for him to do to sort of cement um, you know, his place in the game. Coming off of a really good week at the Scottish Open to your point, Kieran. I mean, just, again, a final round where he didn't do much. And, again, conditions were tough. Uh, but uh, he's the kind of guy that when the conditions get tough, you would expect to play well. I have Fleetwood playing well this week. I have him um, contending. Uh, to win the tournament because I do think it will be a, a ball strikers paradise there at Royal Liverpool. Uh, Mick, I'll start with you. Give me, give me Fleetwood, yay nay. Give me Fleetwood context. What are your thoughts when it comes to Tommy Ladd?
1: I like Fleetwood for a top ten, top five, but he's been he's got a bit of a I don't know jinxed with the final round. It's it's kind of becoming a trend, so I don't like to see that, but. So I don't. It makes me wary of him on the to win. But, but you got
0: You got to be out front on these things, though. You're, you <laughs> you you're not gonna look dumb if you if you go out and not a limb and say Fleetwood. The you Fleetwood's know, no your chance. pick.
1: Are you asking me for my pick? I didn't. I didn't say he's my pick. Don't oh, don't put okay, me in that right. corner.
0: Okay. Okay. Don't put baby in a corner here. I just think he's a horse for the course. Oh. Right? All right. right. So okay. How about that? Give me give me uh, give me one horse for the course in your opinion.
1: Okay. I'll go Hovland.
0: Okay. Hovland. Interesting. Tell me more.
1: He's typically done well in the uh, Lynx-style courses. I think he's one that can battle the elements and kind of just hit the shot that feels right and not necessarily, you know...
0: Certainly tried. fits the ball striker's profile when it comes to uh, mm-hmm. to getting it around. Uh, you obviously probably, uh, whether it be from experience of being there or if you haven't been there, have the most insight into Royal Liverpool. Kieran, who would you say is kind of a horse-for-course... Kind of guy outside of Fleetwood and Hovland, if you have one. It's difficult. I mean,
2: it, it, the obvious one, obviously, is Rory. You know, it's hard to look past him. But um, yeah, I, I, if um, if you wanted like two kind of uh, outsiders who I, I think could do well, um, one maybe a bit more <laughs> likely than the other, is uh Tyrell Han. the real wild card. And I'm going to stick it up for um, for, for my um, Scottish friends is um, uh, Richie Ramsey oh uh, Richie Ramsey he, he, nice pull there yeah, I could, I could just see him I could just see him
1: having a, having a good week I could see cam Smith also having a good week I know we mentioned him before but um he's a, another horse absolutely
0: absolute horse for course from cam Smith I think anytime you get cam on a place where he has to use creativity and obviously has to drain a lot of eight nine footers to save pars and to um and to make birdies. He would be right there. I, I, I think we're we're very much ignoring what seems to be the horse for any course, which would be Scotty Scheffler. I mean, Scotty is absolutely having one of the best statistical seasons, one of the best um, seasons in terms of high finishes.
1: He hasn't finished outside the top twelve since the f- the, the oh, fall. Absolutely. So. No, he was my he was on my picks list. I didn't have him on my horse.
0: He is one of your picks. Yeah. And, and that's a nice. Segue to Scottish Open, who's in form? Again, Kieran, I know that I kind of bashed on Renaissance not being a true Lynx, but best thing we have to gauge it on uh, coming on the heels of the Scottish Open. Kind of who did you see at the Scottish that you feel like uh, has come into form um, that may be a little bit off the radar or somebody who was cemented in your mind because they played well at the Scottish
2: yeah, well, I guess again, you know, again, um, flying the flag for for Scotland was, uh, you know, with the, I mean, an unbelievable round of golf yesterday in the wind um, was uh, was Bob McIntyre. I mean, it was just some of the shots he played, and I'm I'm not sure what he, he shot on the back nine, but um, yeah, I think it was a 64 to to finish, which yeah, it was obviously we were the other side of the, the fourth over in St Andrews, but it was blowing a gale yesterday, and um, yeah, I don't know if you saw that. The shot he hit on on eighteen, he got a bit lucky with his drive, but you know, golf's about hitting the shot at the right time, and that that you know that that final shot into eighteen, if it you know if it didn't win, hopefully it kind of seals him a spot in the Ryder Cup, and certainly it will give him the yeah he, he'll be on. He's had a rough couple of years, I think, and you know, hopefully he'll have a have a, have a renewed bounce of confidence and can take that forward this week.
0: Yeah, you know, some say he got. Fortunate with that lie when he wiped it off the planet on 18 others say that maybe the, the boisterous scottish fans you know assured that he had a shot uh wh- however it may be very very impressive from big shot bob mcintyre yesterday you know the only thing i would caution us against there is it was a brilliant round i mean 64 in those conditions which If you watched golf yesterday, you're an amazing person that you hunted it down to figure out how to watch golf yesterday. Absolute disgrace. I'm not sure how it was over there, Kieran, but we had to download apps we didn't even know existed to be able to watch the final round. But I would encourage you to go back if you can find the coverage and watch the last hour and a half because between Big Shot Bob, balling out with an absolute filthy three-wood to about four feet, again 3 wood and i think that hole is like a 464 yards which for these guys is driver wedge all day long and for big shot bob to have 3 wood in for rory to have to hit a 2 iron in that just shows you how hard that wind was blowing but it was uh it was much watched tv even though it could not be watched and so big big shot bob is a good call i would just caution us though that you know not only had he not been informed, he plays a good round and blows by everybody. But that has to take a pretty big emotional toll. You're that close to winning your home country open, and you have it basically stolen stolen from you from an all time Rory finish. I, I would just be a little bit careful on 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 Robbie Mack.
1: You now Rory ripped his heart up.
0: Tough. I, tough I, I was.
1: It was funny. I was wanting Rory to win, and then I, you know, go on the back nine. I was. Then I felt like you know cheering for McIntyre.
0: <laughs> same here, same here. But you're right, Kieran. I would think that cements his spot on the Ryder Cup, especially if he can string together a handful of decent finishes over the next thirty to sixty days before those picks are made by Captain Luke Donald. Let's before we pick winners, let's shift gears a little bit here and get a little nostalgic about the Open Championship. To me, one of the best parts of um, of the open championship is that it's different from all the other majors. Uh, It's different viewing times. It's just a different feel to it. So I'm going to ask you, give me one of your favorite things about the open championship. And Kieran, as the, as the local there, we're going to let you go first. What is your favorite thing or one of your favorite things about the open championship?
2: Uh, I think it's probably, um, you know, when it's all done and dusted and, you know, they kind of, um, they set up on the 18th green and, you know, and and pretty much every single one of us has, you know, in our minds at least had that part to win the open. Um, And then you thought to yourself, you know, you can hear um, the um, chief of the RNA saying, you know, and the champion golfer and winner of the gold medal for 2023 is, you know, and just imagining, you know, that walk onto the 18th green and, um, you know, the claret, claret chocolate sitting there listening away. But, um, yeah, so
0: it was, um, since
2: shivers down my spine just hearing that.
0: Great call. Vic, what's yours?
1: Oh, I think my favorite thing aside from like getting up in the morning, having coffee and watching it as like more in the morning rather than in the evening. Uh, I love watching the elements, the, w- the weather, and the just grinding that has to go on sometimes. And not every week, but you're not every uh, tournament, but I like to watch it when the conditions are tough. And they, they usually are at some point.
0: <laughs> yeah, if anything, last year, as awesome as the 150th open at the Old Course there in St. Andrews was, the weather was too good. Cannot have that again. We need at least one day of it. Pissing sideways, just absolute dreadful Scottish weather. Uh, it sounds like we've been getting that over there the last ten days from Karen's kind of boots on the ground report on the weather. Hopefully, we get at least. I don't need it to be like that every day, but I do need one day of that.
1: I, I was curious to ask Karen for a for a forecast but when we can get into that later. But I did hear that the that they don't. I don't think expect to have a day of wind like they did that last day at the Scottish next week but hate to hear we'll, it kieran what we'll are you
0: seeing over the there from uh from the local gary england's
2: well yeah i mean well i mean we're, we're a fair way from from the we all here but um it's definitely been pretty unsettled uh weather and i think there's there's rain forecast for on and off for most of the week so i suppose you're not gonna get the wind maybe but um you know the uh, it'll be interesting to see i've not really seen any um pictures of what the fairways are looking like but um, we have had quite a lot of rain, so I doubt it's going to be quite as browned out as um, you know a normal um, July Open would uh, would would, would, have, would have. So it'll be interesting to see if um, that helps the players because it won't be uh, running quite as fast. But we'll see.
0: Well, I should tell folks for our extremely geography challenge. Yes, Kieran, based there in St Andrews, Royal Liverpool is in England. You know, a fair bit south of scotland and so just for those who are are very uh, unsettled when it comes to knowing where things are on a map liverpool in fact in england uh hoy lake uh, there so i would you still mind mick absolutely not even close coffee golf season is my favorite golf season the unique part of you know getting up for me between one and i say getting up like Taking a nap, I guess, and then getting up at between one and three a.m. and turning on coverage and watching golf from one a.m. till you know noon well, here I'm not in the states. Quite that dedicated, uh, I totally love it. There was one year where <laughs> I happened to be out in Southern California for a conference, and the Open Championship came on at like ten p.m. And I just stayed up all night watching golf in my hotel room. It was, it was a lovely experience. Definitely, my favorite thing about the Open is the uh, super early morning or overnight. Viewing. Speaking of, I want you to tell me your most vivid memory of watching or attending the Open Championship. Again, Kieran, I'm gonna start with you.
2: Oh wow. Um I suppose I've got two, if that's all right. Absolutely. <laughs> the first one you and obviously you can't you can't see it, but uh, right in front of me I've got um a poster of um my my golf hero um and like my first Memory of the Open, I suppose, is, um, and part of the reason I suppose I end up living where I live um, is my poster right in front of me is of Sevi. Um, and so I think I was about seven, maybe nearly eight, when he, uh, when he hold that kind of infamous part on the 18th at um, the old course. And yeah, you know, that kind of like just sparked my kind of love for the game. And um, anyone who knows me knows I'm pretty obsessed with, uh, with Sevi. <laughs> um, but then the other one was last year um we, we've been up here for a couple of years um and uh i, I was fortunate enough to um, marshal and uh, work on at the old um, at the open last year and so I, I was on the the eighth green doing the kind of um laser tracking you know like measuring the ball from the hole and um again for anyone who knows the old course the the eighth is a relatively short par three, um, and then you, you, you play the ninth, um, a short par four, and then you come back up the 10th. Um, and so the, the 10th and the eighth green, um, is a, is a shared green. Um, and so on the Saturday at the open last year, um, Rory played the, the eighth and, you know, so kind of my sort of shift was done, but we kind of just hung around, <laughs> but like you do inside the ropes, you know, if you, if you get the chance, for, wait for, you know, for, wait for them to come back up the 10th the and he hit his ball. Um, his t shot into the one of the green side bunkers um which you, you, you may not remember and um i was um with, with a, a friend we were sort of sat by the by the eighth green probably I don't know, 10 yards from rory and he um he walked up at a look at his ball he walked up to the green and then as he walked back to his ball he said to his um he said to his caddy i'm, I'm just gonna hole this <laughs> and he did <laughs> um, from the bunker. And, um, you know, like we obviously there was, you know, everyone was like jumping around like crazy. And, you know, I was kind of like, well, wow, it's kind of written in the stars, right? You know, he's got a win from from here. He just said he's going to hold it and he did. Um, and yeah, um, made me love him a little bit more. <laughs> Gosh, you <laughs> are so right. Today.
0: Yeah, you are so right. When he made that bunker shot on Saturday, I say, this tournament's this over. Like it is absolutely his. And, uh, you know, we all learned some hard lessons. Never meet your heroes uh, because, Unfortunately, some things don't work out the way the fairy tale ends. But that's why he's going to win this week at Hoylake. Uh, sorry, sidetrack. Makayla, what is your most vivid memory of watching? I assume you haven't been. I don't want to make a poor assumption, but um, of Never watching been. the Open Championship.
1: Never been. It's on the, it's on the list of things mm. to do soon. Uh, I'm just going to go recent. Last year, I think I watched a l- more coverage than I usually do and just pulling for Rory, thinking he had it, and then Cam Smith kind of ripping his heart out. That's probably the most vivid one I've got, just because it's the most recent. I can't compete with Kieran's <laughs> memories. Uh, <laughs> so I'll I'll, uh, I'll just go most recent.
0: Yeah, definitely should have had Kieran go last. Bad podcast <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hosting uh, by me there. I think I that the, lights. <laughs> the, uh, the one that stands out as vivid would be the uh, John Vandervelde 1999 year, where he had a... Uh, Three-stroke lead going into the last hole and absolutely set himself on fire uh, by doing some stupid, stupid things. Uh, most folks uh, who are even golf fans cannot name who won that um, Open Championship uh, because the story was all about the terrible collapse of John Vel. But Scotsman Paul Laurie, waltzes through the I shouldn't say waltzes through the door. Played a great round of golf to uh, to come back and win. I believe he was 10 shots back at the start of the day and comes back and wins in a, in a playoff. Not, also, not many people remember that Vandeville gets up and down for seven to force a playoff, which is a funny thing to say. Uh, but that would be the most vivid memory I have. And again, kind of impressionable years of late teenagehood watching the Open Championship. Uh, probably a common one for folks. Kieran, as we kind of close things out a bit here, I mentioned off the jump that you remember of St. Andrew's golf club. And many folks who are not familiar with how things work there in the UK might think, Oh cool. He's like a member at the old course, or he's a member uh, of, of St. Andrew's golf courses. I think it's very, very uncommon. In fact, I don't know if one exists in America where you can be a member of a golf club that doesn't quote unquote have its own golf course. Can you, uh, kind of give an explanation of how that works there in Scotland and I guess the UK in general uh, club affiliation versus course affiliation
2: so I guess it's probably a pretty unique Scottish thing to be fair it's not um, it's not so common I can't think of many places in England or, or in the rest of the UK that that um, has it so um, that way around but um, I think and there's more knowledgeable people about it than me but um, a lot of the the courses um St Andrews obviously um Carnoustie is pretty similar you know the, the, the actual course itself is is kind of like um almost public land really um you know and so in St Andrews the the golf courses are run by the the Lynx Trust um and so um, obviously if you live in the town it means you can get a, a Lynx ticket um, that gives you access to the to the courses um but then you can also then be a member of um the clubs in the town as well so the club it itself doesn't give you any any right to be to play golf, um, but um, it obviously gives you somewhere where you can shut up from the rain and go and have a pint afterwards, and um, and obviously play in club competitions and things like that. Um, and so in, in St Andrews, you've got obviously the big one, which is the RNA, and um, but you know it's pretty tricky to get in there. Um, and then you've got the St Andrews Golf Club, the New Golf Club, um, which are, um, are male golf clubs, um, and then there's um, some regulars and, and um, for, for, for ladies as well. Um, and Connusty is pretty similar. Um, I think of you know, other places like Montrose as well um, have various different different clubs um, associated with uh, with the area.
0: Well, and I can attest to that because... It's all pretty confusing. It, 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 it is, but when you think about it, that if you were to take a regular, uh, even a municipal golf facility here in America and tell folks that yeah there's this golf course that's kind of publicly subsidized anybody can go play but if there were two three four groups of folks you know common thinking folks that wanted to join up and have a little club and yes have a pint afterwards and do some things together as a club you could go do that in terms of your competitions at any golf course I would put that akin to some of the uh we like to call local low stakes but made up golf clubs that happen around here that you know the no laying ups and the fried eggs of the world have created uh, probably is the best comparison here in the states but there's not as much formality around it and certainly there isn't much uh, resources put around it either so thanks for explaining that we had a lovely time and can't thank you enough for touring us around St. Andrews Golf Club just the the history that's there I mean again right off of the 18th hole at the old course it was really cool to sit there and, and have my new favorite drink, a Gunners. Uh, I've been beating those up since I've been back in the states. Had to explain how to how to make those to a few folks. Uh, we'll get into that on the on the post pod as well. But I think it's time to pick a winner. I think we need to pick a winner here. Hold
1: on, I want to insert a new segment uh, before we get to the winners. Let's leave that for last. Okay. 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 Stump the commissioner. Stump the mish.
0: Stump the mish. Okay. So okay. Well, we got- not, good good news is not a new segment. So we've done this before. Oh, okay. So you're... you're Inserting you're, old Yeah, segment. okay, yeah.
1: <clears throat> uh, I've got three questions for you.
0: Okay, fire at me. I did such a great job of doing those Open Championship winners earlier. I'm sure I'm just <laughs> going to slay this.
1: <laughs> what brothers are playing in this 2023 Open Championship?
0: Oh, man. I'm going to say uh, Nicholas and Rasmus... Oh, gosh. How do, you, how do you pronounce their last name? Hoigart, I think. Hoigart.
1: I they may be, but I know. Are you going Nicholas to... is in from the Scottish Open. I don't know if Rasmus is in. I would, I would is... go with the
0: Hojgaard brothers. Not, not the, the, the answer that oh, you came up so with. So you
1: might be correct. But uh, the... are the
0: are the Molinari brothers both playing? No.
1: Nope.
0: Um, good gracious. Let's see here. Erin,
1: you uh, want to you want to take I it for? I
0: kind
2: Yeah. Um, it's the Fitzpatrick's.
1: Oh, Alex! So is playing. Alex Man. Fitzpatrick qualified in one of the four yeah. qualifiers. Holding a bunker shot from his knees en route to punching his ticket.
0: Wow. Excellent stump to miss right there. I will be looking up to see if I'm right on any of those other brothers that I just threw out just to be safe. I kind of like did like a shotgun blast there of brothers in golf that hopefully one of them are playing so that I can still be right. But that's a good one.
1: Points go to Kieran on that one.
0: Great job, Kieran. You know, Englishman uh, for the win. Yeah. All right. Number All two, right. let's hopefully I don't go 0 for three here.
1: In Rory's win in 2014 at Royal Liverpool. Yes. What stat did he lead the field in?
0: I'm gonna say he led the field in driving accuracy or driving distance.
1: Yes, correct. Ding ding.
0: Ding, ding ding. Thank you for a thank you for a layup there. Although I thought you might have some misdirection and you were gonna tell me like wedges or something, <laughs> which would not be a Rory stat.
1: All right, I had to I had to come up with one on the fly because we we answered it one of my other ones in the first part of the podcast okay there's been 15 significant changes mostly the back nine bunkers moved uh to be within the driving landing zones i believe they've changed it from par 72 to par 71 yes what
0: Kieran, Kieran confirmed that for us
1: yeah what uh who led these recent design changes uh, and updates
0: i um the firm that includes mike clayton from australia
1: also, Ogilvy, maybe you might be right, but I was looking Clayton, for. Clayton
0: Ogilvy and I can't remember the other guys.
1: Well, name. I was looking for Martin Ebert. Ebert? I don't know how to say
0: his name. Oh, yeah, Martin Ebert. No, I think I'm Ebert. just wrong. I think it's a different firm. Okay. Man, too, too, tough, tough sledding. One for three. Not up to the Mish's standards, I can tell you that. There'll be listeners who are, are canceling their podcast subscriptions that they pay nothing for uh, mm-hmm. as we speak. Stump the Mish, uh, brought to you by Hard Questions from Mick. Okay. Give me your Open Championship winner, uh, Makaila. I'm going to start with you. I'm going to go second, leaving Kieran going third. Hopefully, he has a different winner than the rest of us. Go for it, Mick. Who you got? And I can tell you're looking at your yellow pad, a la you know, Craig Humphreys, uh, and, and having a hard time deciding.
1: I am. I had three written down.
0: Three winners. That would have been the first time in Open <laughs> history that serves three winners.
1: I, I think I'm going to go Scotty Scheffler.
0: Scotty Scheffler. I mean, we may not need any context, but anything you want to yeah, layer on top of that?
1: <sighs> He's just been playing so good. He's on a heater.
0: He's just the best player is kind of what the uh, the synopsis is. Yeah,
1: I had a couple others written down. But, but with Rory winning last week, it was hard to pick him again. But I, I would love to see it.
0: Yes, many are saying that if you win the Scottish Open, you're not going to win the Open Championship. I'm not sure... Uh, what the logic is, like, somehow I still agree it's with It's like that.
1: when you win the par three at the Masters, you don't win the...
0: Good call, good call.
1: I'd love to pick him. I, I, I uh, him.
0: per what I'm known for on this podcast, I'm going to be um, Mr. Integrity and stick with my pick from the preseason podcast that we did where I picked Victor Hovland to win the UK-British Open. I will stick with that pick uh, even though I will say uh, in current form, I would probably uh, go with Mr. Scheffler as well, if not the rib, because I I actually think that what happened last week down over in North Barrick was good for, for, for the rib, knowing that he can close, he can hit the shots when he's hit the shots. I think he goes out and wins by five or six if he wins this week, but... I'll stick with Hovland as my pick. Would love to see Javi win his first major. Kieran, close us out with who you got winning the 151st Open Championship at Royal Liverpool.
2: I'm ready to get my heart broken again. So yes! I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, to I'm gonna go with uh, with Tommy.
0: Oh, misdirection, Tommy lad. <laughs> I, uh, man, there's so many, I think so many picks this week that people would love to see win. I mean, cause honestly I'd be down with a Cam Smith win. I would certainly be down with a Rory win, Tommy lad, Scotty Scheffler, Victor Hovland. I mean, there's just on and on and on. So I mean, John Rahm, I'd like to see him get back into form. Uh, it looked like he was going to be the runner rate train of the 2023 season. And he's cooled off considerably. So I, got- I, would have, I would have gone for,
2: um, for Scotty. Um, I can't see. I think he's just built him nicely and he, he'll be ready. And I think, yeah, my, my, my head says Scotty, but yeah, let's go for uh, let's go for the heart and uh, hope my fellow Englishman and um, local guy uh, Tommy does it.
0: Love it, love it. So we got Mick picking Scotty Scheffler. I'm sticking with Victor Hovland and our man Kieran going with local English bloke Tommy Tommy Led Fleetwood. Would love to see any of those folks win. Kieran, man. Can't thank you enough. Obviously, uh, as I understand it, sprinted home from work in the rain to be here for this podcast. I think you know five or six local time there, British summertime. Uh, can't wait for the next time to uh, to toast you with the Gunners, man. Thanks for coming on the podcast.
2: Oh, thank you very much for having me. It's been uh, it's been a pleasure, and um, yeah, look forward to uh, welcoming you welcoming you back to uh, Saint Andrews in in the near future.
0: as soon as as soon as my wife gives me my next allowance i will be there until then it is hot 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 here in the states but there is never a reason that you should avoid getting out to your local course your local club and enjoying the walk